0: And Avengers Assemble. Oh my god, holy shit, was that movie amazing! I'm gonna be upfront this time about two things. One, because of excitement levels and content and such. Probably not gonna be the ASMRiest episode if you want the quiet lower tone. I'm actually back in the uh, the turbine room, so it is what it is. Uh, that's obviously for the first mentioned reason. <laughs> and number two, guys there's gonna be so many spoilers like I'm gonna talk about stuff that will ruin your experience to see this movie if you haven't seen it so if you haven't seen it turn it off don't 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 do it it's not worth it so much has gone into keeping this movie fresh don't look it up online don't look at reviews don't search for memes don't just go enjoy it and if you're one of those people that like eh, I don't care it doesn't bother me like it will it will so, last chance, yeah, this is like a, a, a spoiler zone. You are not safe here if you are subject to spoilers. Alright, I give you guys a couple seconds. So, yeah, we're going into it today. Um, two huge things. I mean, Endgame is going to be obviously all I talk about for the next, I think, a few consecutive episodes, but. Also, Game of Thrones had the Battle of Winterfell. Battle for Winterfell? I don't know. Twitter's kind of ambiguous about that. I've I've kind of used both. Um, the long-awaited battle with the Night King. And holy shit, was that cool. <laughs> Season 8, Episode 3. And again, if you're not caught up on Thrones, turn it the fuck off, man. I don't want to be the the one that ruins it for you. No one should ruin it for you. Unless you choose that then what the hell's wrong with you, man? Come on, that's not why they make that shit. <laughs> it's really good. It's it's pretty much the only thing that could possibly have happened on TV to make people take a second away from Endgame to be like, <gasps> yeah. It Okay, let's just start with the Avengers. So, going into this, it was mad personal, man. Sorry. Went Jamaican, not a good choice. Um, it, it, it's it's been very sentimental for me this whole ride because, it, and this is not my unique experience. This is what's also kind of sentimental. This is such a shared experience. It's so, in the in the zeitgeist for everybody right now. This hype, this zeal of this movie, and so many people have this similar story of seeing Avengers One. I don't know fucking how many years ago, six, seven, eight, somewhere in that many years that many years ago and uh, seeing Iron Man for the first time and what these things mean for people and the people in their lives that were with you when you saw it and, and people that are or aren't still and that's a big part of it for me as well and it's just, it's been such a journey and Endgame is probably the most satisfying end to anything I've ever seen movie, TV, real life stuff it just, it's, it's a perfect like a, a you know when you watch like mechanical gear or like it's carving um, like when a very smooth shape is produced very very slowly and like a mechanical spinning implement by it being shaved down just you know when you watch like satisfaction born kind of thing yeah it's just it, it's just deeply soothing it's cathartic it's like I can finally rest I can die now if I was the fucking king of the the dead in Return of the King if I was the dead do not suffer the living I would just I would breathe my like ah, and fade into the fucking air like a fart that's just I'm I'm fine now um, the movie answers every question you've pretty much ever had about any of the events it gives you so much and and I had seen like the, I think as I went in or as I left the movie I think um, Sincast tweeted out or sort of CinemaSins that he had, like, three nerdgasms that day. And that's pretty much the approximate number. I mean, the, the movie will consistently keep you on this high of, like, you're watching the best movie ever, deservedly. But there are events, especially if you have, like, favorite characters. I mean, who doesn't? I don't know, arguably my wife. She's weird about that kind of thing. But um, she once said her favorite character in The Lord of the Rings was the ring. And then also recently... I asked about like which artifact of humanity would you save if you only save like one historical item artifact, and after like staunchly refusing to answer it for like four days because I'm like this is whack, she was like I don't know a teapot or something, and I'm like I'm not a human. What are what are you? Anyway, um, so we have just the ultimate end to everything. Um, for myself, I got to see it with. Uh, sort of my best friend from childhood as well which is super dope uh, really chill guy Jeff shoutouts obviously the one like, or two people listening to this If they happen to be Jeff <laughs> it's kind of not a very good shoutout but you know who you are uh, we watched that movie the first Avengers a very long time ago when it came out opening day I took the day off school I dressed up in the same fucking Captain America hoodie that I did end up wearing as I mentioned Uh, We sat in, I think, probably the same cinema. Because Scotiabank Theater only has that one IMAX. I'm pretty sure Avengers is an IMAX. And I got a cup topper figure. So Cineplex has these, like, really dope figurines that you can get the top of your drink. And it goes into the cup. But you fucking throw away the cup. That doesn't matter. The figurines. I'm I'm an avid figurine collector. There's something so magical about them. They perfectly kind of encapsulate the movie experience. It's a take-home, a living... Not really living. A, a constant, eternal r- reminder of what I've seen. In front the Avengers, it's perfect because you get like the team builds over time. So you see every movie. You buy a figurine for every movie. And they put the figurines together. Oh, you got there they've assembled? No assembly required. That's, that's like a minimal amount of assembly required. Aye. So... For a lot of movies, I'd stop doing it because it was, like, they would... You know, for Star Wars, <laughs> the one that I always go to is for Rogue One. Um, I let my wife pick the figure, and we had, not like... We were going in trailer blind, and, like, you know... So you're either going to get a character that winds up being super cool that you don't know about, or... So she picks, like, the futuristic black, like, um, BB-8, like, the squarish empire, or... New Order one, and I'm like, okay, I'm interested to see this character, I don't even know what's going on in this, and it <laughs> turns out to be the most fucking, not only useless character, but the most throwaway, like, not even in the movie character ever, so now we have that figure. So, I realized, uh, Marvel makes the smartest case for them, and, and DC as well, because they have a cinematic universe, but whenever you see the movie, you get the character from the movie, and it's just nice because on a the shelf, they all cohesively kind of fit together. So we have, like, um, I think the Iron Man I have is Iron Man from Iron Man 3. Um, They didn't get on board right away with their cohesiveness. Um, So in the early movies, I have them somewhere, but they didn't really make the cut. The early ones were, like, props. Like, so for Thor, um, it was Mjolnir. Um, For Iron Man 1 and 2, I don't remember. I think it was Pieces of the Suit, but there was definitely an Iron Man figure. I just, I remember... uh, I had sort of a great loss of an ex stealing a lot of my figurines. So, um, there was some altercations, and the better ones were returned to me, but some of them, I don't want to call them the chaff, but some were left behind. And then, I think I lost a few that way, but... uh, I have Iron Man from Iron Man 3, and then quite a few Captain Americas, as you can imagine. Um, I'll post a picture of it, guys. I don't need to get it. I just think it's really sweet that they do that. So, for this movie... Uh, for N- for infinity war um Thanos was the figure i wanted cuz that's sort of the new one they're introducing and he was gone and for this one i don't know if it's the same Thanos but there was a Thanos and i got it and we got like an iron man but it's all chibi and shit so i are back to them, like not knowing how to how to cohes <laughs> so uh it was just such a, s- a special experience to sit there you know I, when my wife decided to come. She, she really wanted to see it, and she was going to endure like the three hour being, like nine months pregnant in a movie kind of thing. But thank God, honestly, that we saw it all the way through. It shouldn't like ruin it and get up and <laughs> thinking it sounded like it shouldn't disturb me. But what if ruins the movie experience? Can you keep your pregnancy to yourself, please? Jeez, some people. No, I was just sort of more happy that she uh was comfortable, but honestly the movie started and it, I didn't give a shit about anything. but the movie. Uh <laughs> we'll get into that more. Um no, but to sit there, you know, my wife was pregnant and then my my best friend who is my best man as well, which is nice. Um convenient just use the best for both. Um It was a a very special experience. Um, I had had... um, I had a sense of... I don't know, unease after Endgame. Sorry, after Infinity War. Because... It leaves you wondering, it leaves you kind of worried, it leaves you obviously sad. And you leave this movie, and it's like... It's like chicken soup for the soul. It's just a... It's exactly what you need. feeds (laughs) you, <laughs> so uh, I hope everyone had a super good time um, I respect the code of spoilers heavily so it's nice being able to, like, parouse the internet, immune to that shit now, but peruse? I said parouse, anyway but uh, I, I won't say anything, like, I just ran into a guy at work that was talking uh, about Spider-Man and Black Panther and I'm like Oh, uh, wasn't fucking Endgame Amazing. He's like, oh, I couldn't get tickets. I haven't seen it. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Luke was... Just, <laughs> I was going to say, Luke was Darth Vader's father. <laughs> it's a real spoiler. But, no, I uh, you need to give people a chance to see it. I ranted about that a bit before. Um, you got to give it, like, a fortnight, pun sort of joke intended, but two weeks or so, because it's very hard to get tickets, and nobody wants that shit, and you should never ruin it for anyone. It's, you know take that seriously uh, we left the theater button-lipped, man didn't say shit just like how good it was like how amazing how it was a nice like, finale but nothing no, like can you fucking believe like, no and then you keep that shit to yourself until you're like a couple blocks away because you have to walk with the same crowd I do that I respect that I fucking hate the people that leave and talk about it or talk about it in front of the theater because then <coughs> fuck like those people sorry yeah. <laughs> then, because they're like, them and their shithead friends decide to like hang out by the doors, and it's all like, yeah, this is where we're gonna sit and talk about how. Oh, yeah, because it's exactly like I thought. I thought Thanos would do that. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Sorry, I think movie theater etiquette's extremely important. If I was mayor, which uh, one day of Toronto, it'd be great. That's a, it's a dream. Um, I would like to have sort of a series of very low level movie theater bylaws that govern maybe a theater's level of intervention that they can have, or a certain amount of fines that can be enacted towards people for, like, egregious disruption of, of theater-goer enjoyment. But anyway, it, this is just good vibes, just a positive vibe, cast today. Um, just, I cried, I'll get it out there, I cried many times. The f- I will start by saying... My most powerful cry was a cry of overwhelming emotion, not necessarily like a sadness or a, not that there's anything wrong with what what or what not cried about, but it was a feeling I don't think I'd had before, and it's super hilarious, I hope I had this at the birth of a child, otherwise it will be like Endgame was my emotional peak, but it was like so much raw emotion, so much emotion, Sorry. Uh, it was yeah. Uh, I think that's from it's from Pacific Rim. It's uh, Hannibal Chow, and he's like too much ammonia. But I always do that with ammonia-sounding words. Um, yeah. So you you have a point in the movie. All right. Everyone knows the story of the movie, or you're going to. The coolest thing outright. You know the movie starts with the. Again, spoilers, please. Just fucking get me away from you if you haven't. But if you've seen it, let's let's talk. It was wicked that they just fucking killed Thanos right away. It was super great. It was enjoyable. It was not this long, drawn out thing that has enabled people to to speculate and to draw up all these theories in their head. They just wipe the board in a great way. It's a good fight. It's clean. It's it's a heavy toll. And it it doesn't take anything away. Doesn't really give much, but it's more for the movie for that. Um, you you have at the at the onset you have Captain Marvel, um, I guess, rescuing Tony and Nebula, which is nice. It's nice that she literally like she's been introduced, and now that she's been introduced, she was able to go there and save them. And uh, I mean. It, Again, I said I didn't really love the movie. I love the character. I would really love to see her be capable of being a franchise leader and and helming a team. Again, I don't like the team to be all female. I think that's not... The same way I don't think the Avengers needs to be all male, and I also don't think that gender politics should really be the issue. I think that I'd like to see her in a team that's men and women, but she could, she could do it. I get it. So, what they do masterfully is they explain why she wasn't there, and I was everyone was waiting for them to do it, and they took kind of an easy way out, but it was... It's the snap happen everybody, man, like can't be here. Other places don't have you and you're here. So look at it. She's like Green Lantern style, where like I mean I didn't want to compare them, but the the rhetoric's been there for a very long time in the comics, um, with Green Lantern of like, if you're so powerful, like why don't you do more here? And it's like, well I'm a cop for like several planets, I can't just stay on the one, so similar galactic um precinct. Galactic Precinct. I think alternate indie band names. I'm going to write that one down. Uh, Yeah, so she rescues them. Uh, Tony's really fucking... He's shook, man. He's got PTSD. He's malnourished. He's seen death. Uh, Yeah. It was emotional from the start. To see them like that, to see everyone coping with the loss. Phenomenal. Uh, And then... And the movie takes a, a sharp turn when some random mouse rat. I would love to hear the theories about how that's like actually Loki because Loki came back via the cosmic cube that he got when he escaped and he somehow all along was the one that set that mouse free and or was that mouse and released her. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> This there's, is there's a simple thing, I'm sure it'll get speculated about heavily, maybe I'm wrong, maybe there's more to it, but a mouse releases Ant-Man from the quantum realm, he was in there for like five minutes, and now it's been like five years, so we have time travel, we have that sort of thing on the table, he hooks up with uh, the remaining Avengers, people are coming together, they planned the time heist, so great, just, just, oh man, but it, the idea is to steal the infinity stones before thanos can put the gauntlet together but it, i can't i can't stress how amazing this is because marvel has done if if nothing else they've created the biggest interconnected universe and for the first time and for the last time it wasn't about charting new territory it was about taking a step back turning around and saying like you know, I am Ozymandias, king of king You know, look upon my wonders, ye mighty And tremble, just, I don't know, sorry Mary Shelley, not 100% right now, Monday morning, but Um, it was What they've created is, is is Such a phenomenal Uncomparable You know, cinematic Feast And it was so nice that it wasn't going to new planets And it wasn't like, oh, this is what happened on This with this, and there's another Like, villain. it was like Let's go back to Avengers one yeah let's see those sh- those shots that that shit that you love from a different angle let's give new meaning to it let's give new importance and significance to it you know Thor two everyone dark world everyone's making fun of it fuck it let's let's revisit it let's give a fucking heartfelt mom son moment and additional character levels to free it. i I think it's Freya the goddess is Freya and like pronunciation is maybe a bit white, but I don't know if hers is different, if it's like Freaka or Frigga or Frigga I don't know who she's supposed to be, but it's awesome they introduce that she's like been raised by witches and she's really nice and she knows she's gonna die, it's a lot of things, but you get you get a movie that introduces new stuff, but is so self-sufficient, finally and able to bring itself full circle in a way that is just nothing short of spectacular. Um, So you have... They finally succeed with the best sort of time travel hijinks that you can get in a movie. But they, they succeed. And unfortunately Thanos gets wise to it because Nebula is sort of computer slash telepathically linked. I don't know. She's got like a She's part of the cloud, and so when there's two of her, it detects that there's two of her, two devices in the cloud. So, or something. Anyway, Thanos actually releases, uh, he releases himself into their altered world. So the problem is, he's attacking, I mean, they've, they've stopped the snap or they've reversed the snap, I think, but he's now attacking them real time. I don't know. It's the height, the absolute height of despair. It was, hope seemed lost. It seemed like, despite their best efforts, he was going to succeed, and there was nothing they could do. It was a despair we all felt, and it was, it was unbelievable when out of nowhere, I want to call them circle hands, like big old sling ring portals via doctor strange and the magic boys they they cropped up in every allied faction every army every persons that's helped them from different times places realms they all showed up and man i'm fucking tearing up thinking about it that's my jam i love when people work together love when di- different cultures races teams skill sets i love that shit that that's my bread and butter that's what I think it's all about, that's what Marvel's all about to me, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy are like that, the Avengers themselves are like that, it's coming together, and you have every hero that we've ever got, and everyone kicks ass, and you know what, I've made comments that Falcon maybe isn't my favorite, just because I've seen like a lot of the cast interviews, and the guy just seemed like a bit of a jerk, but I think Falcon in the comics I enjoyed a lot, and I thought that there was a lot of Deepness to the character of Falcon, and I thought that Anthony Mackie was kind of just skimming the top, you know, you know bird pun intended. But he kicks ass in this movie. Everybody kicks ass. Rody's hilarious as fuck, which is nice. I mean, he's always, you know, Tony's hilarious, and when you don't have Tony being so funny and taking it, he, you know, he, he shines a little brighter. It's nice to see, you know, pretty much everyone, like when even Gwyneth Paltrow's great, um, Happy Hogan. Oh, it makes me sad. He's in, he's in a... I we'll have to get to it. He's great. Everyone's amazing, but the action is just... I kind of went off track from the main scene. I'm, gonna, I'm going through a lot of stuff, guys. That fight is just unlike anything. You see the magic users, which are always fucking entertaining and cool, and they're like making huge spell shields and fighting, and you see as guardians, you see Valkyrie on a fucking... Flying Pegasus Fucking God knows where she got it Please let me know It's super cool Um But she's Kicking ass You have Thor Dual wielding At certain times Uh Ylnir and Stormbreaker You have Just everybody Doing everything They can And it is A stand Like nothing else And when they all show up I was just I was That's the moment I talk about You know When did you cry I cried at a few things but never did I cry harder when all was almost lost and Cap was just 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 beat you know he 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 could do this all day <laughs> he he was he kept getting up but you could see it he was broken he was dirty and he was just he knew the fight wasn't going to end and neither was he going to stop fighting it but it was wearing on him and just he looks over and there's just First to come out is, I think, uh, uh, T'Challa, Shuri, and Koye I think. But he just has this look. And it, Chadwick Boseman, man, i's fantastic Black Panther, but just, if nothing else, the dude gives a very solid, deep look into the middle middle distance. And he fucking gives it. And it's like, oh, man, there's just, oh, so, this powerful shit. He's like, like, I know what's going on. Like, I know... We're gonna help. I feel your pain. I'm also here to battle with you. It's just it's good shit. Um, yeah, it blows my mind sometimes that Shuri's just like a regular human. I was listening to a podcast about that thing of movie fights. Um, it's like, and think she's like a teenager too, and she's like as smart as Iron Man and shit. She builds those like Panther Sonic goggles, and because I get when she stays in the lab and Wakanda and shit, cause she's a kid. I mean her brother-slash-mom, probably not cool with her going out to war, but, like, that's, that's super rad, uh, because Okoye is, like, a warrior, like, that's one thing, which, j- anyway, everybody fucking shows up, the Guardians, the, you know, every faction and agent of the Avengers, and of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Asgard, and the Magician's Code, <laughs> the Magician's Alliance, <laughs> um, That Red Bull Life, by the way. Yeah, um, that's what that drink was. No, it's it was just so overwhelming. It was such a such a moment in film. I felt so moved by it, and just the fight was just nonstop from there. Uh, you see, team up, and people fighting together. You finally see which. Probably in my very, very tiny, almost non-existing category of negative, or, like, of cons of the movie, this would be one of that just sort of, like, little bit, just felt it was a little forced when Spider-Man... I think Spider-Man's, like, knocked down with a gauntlet, and then uh, he's talking to Captain Marvel, and he's getting the escort of of some ladies, but it turns out to be literally all the ladies, and it's like okay, but so they only team up because they're all girls? Because I feel like that's more sexist than anything. Like, shouldn't they be like... I don't know. Again, I feel like if you're trying good intentions, I don't know. But no, it was so fucking good. Um, I think they actually used Captain Marvel a really good amount considering, like, how OP she's supposed to be. I didn't feel like it got downplayed, like they lied to us, and I also didn't feel like it was just the only thing happening, so that was great. Um, yeah but those portals opening that was number one and number two and I kind of if you've seen it obviously you have otherwise you wouldn't wouldn't be listening Trick question wasn't a question the second was in just sheer awe and and amazement when Thor is at the verge of having Stormbreaker pushed into his chest by Thanos the way he did to him and he's saved by a lightning-covered Mjolnir thrown by Captain fucking America. He is worthy. Thor knew it. He says it. It's one of the greatest moments. Um, I've been looking for a good Captain America tattoo for a long time, and my own, my plan's always been the World War II kite shield, because that's... When I started reading Cap, my favorite stories were always his, like, early days with the Howling Commandos and the just pretty much Cap and Bucky take Europe. Um, so shit I like to read. The Invaders. Uh, Invaders was one of my favorite teams. It was weird how they kind of went away. I had an in, in, in Invaders v Avengers comic, which is great. One of those big early events where it didn't didn't necessarily have such like wide-reaching consequences, but it was still huge and involved all the Avengers. And Alex Ross did the covers for it. Great story. Anyway. I'm considering his fucking broken shield, half of it, like to the left, like this circ- unbroken circle part of the shield on the left, and then shattered kind of, and then on the on the right, Mjolnir with sort of shattered, crackling electricity, and then it sort of rounds out because the hammers has been rounded to complete sort of a, a circleish shape. So I loved it, man. It was it was deeply moving to me, the thought that. I mean, we see him nudge it in the previous movie, which is nice. And just, just like everything else in this movie, everything comes full circle. There's, there's so many little hints and nudges of things that are returns or conclusions to hints and nudges from previous movies. Like, even just, just having things like having Natalie Portman be in, in a bed for two seconds on screen of new footage... Brings it together. It means you know, Ragnar or sorry, Dark World is not some free-floating thing out there. It's part of the universe. It's important. Just, just everything. And the big one. I mean, the threads that connect them in the throughway through all the movies is is so strong. But you get to his uh, cap's watch with with Peggy, and it's just it makes it. It makes it so much more powerful at the end When he's finally able to get that dance And that was I teared up for that too But That was just nice You know I feel like there wasn't anything to cry about I was happy for him And I was like deeply It's like when Michael Caine says That he's one day gonna see uh, Bruce sitting in some like Italian cafe across the way And Dark Knight uh, Rises And he's like I'll give you a nod and you'll give me a nod and we'll fucking, we'll know you're happy. And it's like, I know. I knew. And that's why at the end it sort of helped me too. But, um, yeah, it was a movie of unbelievable emotions. Uh, the way everything, the way everything can be connected that way is is still unbelievable and still reeling. Um, I think the funniest for me that the most that I laughed was actually during uh, the elevator scene when Cap's gone back in time and everyone in the theater, I know myself is thinking that he's going to say before we get started does anyone want to get off and that's going to be the funniest thing on earth and he he gets into a dialogue with the guy that we know in uh, Winter Soldier is, is Hydra and he's like "You can't take that item and Cap's like oh I can take it, the plan's been changed Leans in and he does the hail Hydra, and the guy's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like, he's just so wide-eyed. He doesn't say anything. And then the next scene, Cap gets off the elevator. I fucking lost my mind because that's so funny. That's so good in so many ways. Oh, it's so entertaining. Uh, it, it, <laughs> Honestly, it, it just makes it makes it fun. I mean, it's fun in the first place, but it makes it more fun to go back. And rewatch old Marvel movies because you can see interconnectedness that you couldn't see before. You can see uh, character growth points that are more visible and and understandable now because they've they've finished their journey or they've come a long way. You can you know you go back and watch Guardians One and you you can now picture him dancing <laughs> without the music. You can picture Rhodey. And Nebula hiding behind a rock, it's always fascinating. I mean, you get a little bit of this with uh, the I think it's Alfonso Cuarón, um, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, where there's time travel, there's the Time Turner. Hermione sends him back. There's the rescue Buckbeak. It's always cool because then when you rewatch the movie, you know where to look for what. You know, where someone would be hiding at this very moment in this scene. And then you know when they are the cause of things, it's because of them. Like, he summons his own Patronus. Spoiler, I guess. For <laughs> get your fucking life together if you're unaware of Preserve Azkaban. But the the Patronus at the end that saves them is them. And it's one of those, like, when you watch it the first time, like, you, you know that. And it just, it if this movie did not have enough going for it, it also has these layers, these these residual low-level shockwaves that it sends out to heighten enjoyment of the entire MCU and bolster the strength of it as as one entity. And it's just... Kevin Feige's a fucking genius. The Russo brothers are not only, not only geniuses, but also just really cool guys. Really chill guys. I want to say, Fortnite exists in the MCU. Fortnite is a game that is played by Korg and Meek in, in Thor's um, Super Bachelor pad also speaking of just an aside best Thor we've seen ever, fucking best Taika Waititi did an amazing job and he changed the game that, that shaved down, lean funny Thor who's come into his own and Raiden style that was amazing, that is the so good and it's, it's like gold metal but just, there's a platinum level apparently, like this is a Japanese fighting game and you got an A but apparently there's an S rank so that A doesn't really mean anything that I'm not talking about spoiler because he's chubby and because he's got a dad bod I think that's fucking awesome and him mixed with his choice of outfit makes such a hilarious and lovable character and I fucking dig it 100% but it's, he's He's got the drinking that Thor's always had. He's got the humor that he's he's mastered recently. But he's also actually got a wizenedness and a temperedness that, like, time and, I guess, the defeat but execution of Thanos has given him. It's just a very realized character. And at the end, or is it? I don't even know if it's at the end, it's just a, just a fucking religious experience throughout. Whatever it happens in the movie that he kind of names Valkyrie his, his heir or, or his king replacement knights or whatever happens... He's, like, wise enough to make that kind of a decision, first of all, but then he's like, you know what, I don't I don't know my journey, I'm going to go find my journey. And it just, he has never been more similar to Odin in, in anything than he is in that movie. And that's not a coincidence. I think that's, that is the sort of Odin in him, and, yeah. But Fortnite existing and <laughs> Korg and Thor being fans of it is, I just forget Meek, but yeah, and Meek too. it just is is the shit, and I fucking love it. Though doubtful that Meek plays it, because it's the blade hands. But maybe there's a, I don't know, keyboard or something. Uh, and I've been meaning to go into the, the Fortnite Avengers game, which came out Thursday, I think Thursday of pretty much the same night as the movie. It's fun as fuck! Oh my god! It's, for a game that is free and pretty much on every console, from a PlayStation and Xbox to a cell phone and a computer, you got no excuse not to play it. And it is extremely fun. Everyone talks about the toxic 12-year-old community. and You know what? A little bit. But you can also turn off your mic, and then you don't have to hear anybody else's voice. So I don't really understand. And if your kid Fortnite dances in real life, maybe just talk to them about not doing that. Or be, you know, take dance lessons to be better and just not floss on the bus. God. Um, <laughs> yeah, though, the game is a little bit of a deviation from the regular one. You have like a 20v20 respawnable battle, and the respawning stops when all five infinity stones are collected by the Chitari. If you're a Chitari, you get a jetpack, a big old splody explosive rifle, and a pew pew machine gun laser rifle. Uh, if you're humans, or The heroes, I guess. You get standard assault rifle shotgun, auto shotgun, for Fortnite, but you also get the Avengers equipment. And you have a map at the beginning that'll lead you to one of them, just in a chest, and then it has one. But you can collect up to four. You get Iron Man's Repulsors, Stormbreaker, Cap Shield, and Clint's Bow. Super fun. Uh... Just, that style of Fortnite is so much fun. Because the, the worst part about it, the game, is when you have people who play to win, not to have fun. And they, like, camp out. They just wait out the game in, like, little hidey huts and shit. Or they jump around and bounce around in a ball. This forces it to be a certain type of game. And there's no chests. Well, there's, there's a third of the chests. And the ones that are there only have, like, one item. But there's, there's strong storm... There's uh, sort of the enticement to do your dailies and get these special items. And there's also the opportunity to be Thanos, and I think that's success-based. I got to be him once. Very fun. Killed a lot of people. Died fast. Zero regrets. Um, When I was him, though, I had stolen uh, the Time Stone, I think. Like, I had taken one of the Infinity Stones, so I don't know if it was a coincidence or because I had had done that I'd earned it. But I've, at another time, collected an Infinity Stone... The Soul Gem, and I did not actually get to be Thanos, so I'm not sure how we land on that one. But it's fun as hell, the Russo brothers are fans of the game. I know a lot of the cast is, and this was the big sensation when, when Infinity War came out, but it's back, it's better than before, it's so good. Can't even, uh, can't hype that enough. Y'all know we Fortnite right here. We Fortnite hard around here. We do two things hard Fortnite. I forgot the first thing because Fortnite I suppose I should have said the second thing but it doesn't matter um so I would play it Uh, (laughs) I don't see why you wouldn't play it I see people playing it on the bus um I don't know how people play it on a cell phone to be honest um I would love to see somebody who plays it well I just feel like you're very handicapped by your lack of control dexterity and, and I don't know, sort of specific control mapping that you can get out of a controller or, or to a greater extent, a keyboard. Because um, notoriously in the game, people who play on a, a keyboard are faster builders because they can preset things to keys. And, but anyway, it falls on your preference. But the movie was just beyond amazing. I, I think we're going to sort of wrap it up for now. Um, Captain America gets the best Captain America scenes and fights and dialogue and moments to shine that he's ever got uh, and I can say that for every other character except arguably spider man i was I was talking about this with uh, a friend and uh it's i don't know I think he's always great and he's He's great in Infinity War, and I think they maybe underplayed him a little bit now. But at the same time, he's fortunate enough to have a movie coming out soon, so I think maybe that was a little bit of the reason why. Same thing with Captain Marvel. I think the strategic, like the minimal use, was because this borders on her own movie, which is funny. <laughs> they just bumped her out of the uh, the running for like biggest movie on the scene just because she's still in theaters when this came out. I so was we hearing all these movie headline news of like Captain Marvel finally beaten at box office and it's like yeah but by a movie that she's in like <laughs> that's not really news uh, no you guys should go see it if you haven't seen it obviously fucking see it go during the day go to like a maybe a smaller theater maybe just a I don't know middle of the day matinees used to be my thing man if you ever get the time if you ever have the opportunity surprise yourself you maybe sneak in a beer you know, have a joint beforehand or something, or an edible. Maybe just go in, you know, sober and whatever you want to do. Just take an afternoon off. Go for like a twelve thirty, one, 2 o'clock movie. It's great. Nobody's there. It's calm. Good scene. I used to enjoy that a lot. But go see it, and if you've seen it, go see it again. I'm going to see it again. I know literally the people I've seen it with, Jeff seeing it again. My wife's probably going to watch it again with a friend of hers. Yeah, see it when you can see it, man. But again, it's craziness. Tickets are sold out for for oh man. Uh, we've become kind of slaves to the buying your seats. Uh, I speak both for my uh, family unit and also I think Toronto at large, most cities probably. People, uh, I was reading a poll. People prefer to purchase tickets if they can buy their seat. Because the idea of showing up early to line up and everything obviously is a little um, shitty, so it's none too desirable. Uh, so you're probably gonna have to wing it and go for one of those kind of lineup styles, unless you're cool to wait a couple weeks, which nobody is. Uh, all right. So guaranteed, next episode I'll be talking about something else in it. Like how fucking awesome Hawkeye was, right? Like, fuck everyone who's making fun of him and Jeremy Renner for like three movies. I'm a huge fan of Hawkeye in the comics, so I mean this was uh, refreshing to see. But uh, yeah, I'll come back to it, especially since I'll probably have seen it again. But let's move on to Game of Thrones. It was the biggest episode. I would say there's, there's never been a bigger episode today, man. No? I mean, they're probably going to top themselves in some way, shape, or form. It just happens. But I don't think there can ever be a bigger or scarier episode. It was fucking crazy. So it starts... Again, spoilers. The first interaction we have is the red priestess shows up and she lights all the Dothraki hook blades on fire. And they all ride out like, Oh yeah, we're the shit, we're going to go fuck stuff up and, and uh, Jorah Mormons with them and we see from the distance their flame blades like slowly one by one until there's none they ex- they're extinguished and then the clamor of, of battle is just giving way to this really silence and they start coming back and like Jorah comes back and a few of them but then we see the first sort of glimpse of the the, the enemy in that attack and it was like just this fucking flash wave of Multiple like like a mass of bodies, limbs, teeth, animals there was like a elephant or something at the beginning, or a rhino or some animal they bump into it's just insanity, and from there out it's just i don't know they fall on on the defenders and it's it's like fighting against a liquid, it was like a, a living, seething wall of, of zombies and skeletons and it's crazy, and slowly, obviously, the defenses are overrun. They have to fall back, and it's at every stage of it. You're just so gripped, you're so into it, and there's just this overwhelming sadness too, because they're not only are they losing ground alarmingly fast, but they're losing people and defenders. and, like, you're, you're seeing major characters start dying too, and maybe major supporting characters, we'll say. And there's this space in the basement, spaceman, that's um, supposed to be. It's the crypt. It's supposed to be safe. And obviously with the Night King doing what he does, eventually there's Imhotep in a museum-style Resurrections. And the crypt's under attack. So you have a uh, sort of, like, actual... It may be, like, very sad, just this idea that all the, like, elderly women... (laughs) Elderly, comma, women and children... And then, like, obviously Tyrion and, and people who are important but a little unbattle like like um, Varys and stuff. They're all down there, and then, like, they're getting... You can hear people getting eaten and killed, and it's, it's just brutal. And then by the end of it, it's become less of, like, a, a war and more of, like, just pockets of holdouts where you'll have, like, Brienne and Jamie side by side against a wall and just a huge pile of dead around them, and they're just, like... Killing off the one or two of them that attack them every second in like single file. So, I mean, I I felt like you you're really down. It's really, I would say it's Game of Thronesian in that way. It, it makes you feel just so lost that you've suffered or witnessed an, an actual personal tragedy because this was the big holdout this was you know the last stand and to have it have been you know to have it have been crushed so quickly and so easily was just devastating and i felt i felt a genuine cold come over me like a chill when after everything 50 50 minutes or maybe even a fucking hour of sustained non-stop bloodied frenzied unified effort battle when everyone's been killed and all, all the dead are laying still and the Night King comes and he raises them with just the simplest <coughs> excuse me just the, like the the calmest and most simple raise of his hands and everybody that just gave their lives to fight off the dead stood up and now joined the army of the dead, as did any of them that previously had suffered a non-catastrophic injury. So a skeleton that was maybe, like, hewn in half or something. Hewn, claimed, cleaved... Whatever. Those a old-timey big axe-cutting words for you. Uh, if you had a leg missing and they were falling on the ground and they've now been, you know, I like to think that they were like redoubled in their efforts but the point is you had a field of defenders killed and brought back and that's now the additional army the attackers, that's just an unimaginable thought and the ease of it too, he just sort of like walked in he survived a Dracarist fire blast he just was like whoop, no stopping Uh, the movie becomes almost a unique zombie movie because you have this silent searching of the castle by the zombies for for survivors and so the humans are capable of fighting them and they kill them but I mean killing them brings more of them and it's just sort of endless so trying to avoid them so we have Beric Dondarrion and, and the Hound creeping around and Eventually, they run into Arya, who was just the coolest fucking ninja and manages to, like, evade a whole library of them. It's just insane. She, like, her training is mad crazy. She's, um, uh, which we'll get to. Eventually, as she's about to die, Beric throws his flaming sword and saves her. And then... It's sort of the beginning of the end for him. He takes... Uh, somebody's gonna count it. The dude takes, like, 20 to 30 fucking stab wounds in one fight, like, there's zombies just on him, like, repeatedly, like, in and out, in and out, and he still makes it to that room, and just, it's tragic, I mean, I guess the lady, the red priestess fills us in, and that's, that was his purpose, and I guess he could say that about anybody, after they've died, but, he definitely made a difference, in saving Arya, uh... The Red Priestess makes a comment. Maybe I didn't understand it, but she says she's met her with different eyes, and I thought that was just... Maybe because the first time she had her own, when the Red Priestess took... uh, Gendry? Gendry Baratheon? Right? Gendry. I think so. Robert's bastard, Gendry. Um, She had one color eyes. I think maybe the next time they met, she was a faceless man, or she had been able to change her color of eyes. And then the Red Priestess says you know, I met you with brown, green, and, and maybe eventually blue eyes or something. So I don't know if that's a inaccurate prediction, or she meant something else by it, but it's odd. It sort of implies that Arya will one day, or should have, or will join the army of the dead or something, or is the Night King? I don't know. No, we know who that is. We saw the Children of the Forest do that. Anyway. It's the peak of everything. It's It's the last pretty much people on Earth in Winterfell, I should say lots of people in Winterfell and the Night King's like steps from Bran and they're staring each other down and Bran doesn't seem worried or fazed he had a very heartfelt, and by heartfelt I mean said a couple words uh, of a thanks to Theon who had an honorable death I mean, Fiona went through probably the roughest ride and in sort of making Yara uh, in in supporting her claim to the throne, serving House Stark and defending Bran to the bitter end. He, he you know, he went out a man, a good man. So we pretty much are at the end of the rope and the world's gonna be lost for whatever reason it will be when the Night King pokes Bran's forehead, but. Out of nowhere, sudden Arya Stark in the cat's paw. She jumps and, like, like King grabs her arm and it's like, oh no, foiled, all is lost. And it's like, nope, just kidding. She drops, like, the dagger and catches it in the other hand, very, like, Bucky and Winter Soldier. And stabs him in the fucking stomach with a Valerian steel dagger. And instantly it's so satisfying. It's like slides in, turns to ice, and then just fucking shatters. And then in his proximity is Lieutenant Shatter. And then pretty much all the dead, one by one, Phantom Menace droid style, offline. Where we even begin to go from here, I have no idea. What this means now for so many characters is in question, because as a bunch of memes we'll point out, it was a little bit hard to often see. I don't blame the lighting. I think everyone's like, oh, it's so dark. Like, it's a medieval show shot at night, so I don't, know really, I don't know what you expect, but there was just so many bodies and so many people were dirty and bloodied, so I get why it was a little hard to see who was doing what. But we are going to have some answers next week. I'm very excited. It's, the season, I think, is half over. Next week's the halfway point, and it's, uh, needless to say, it's been a fucking ride. So I will be seeing you guys verbally... <laughs> next week, or in a couple days this week, depending on content. I'm uh, trying to put some of my Age of Sigmar stuff together, so I'll do some Warhammer talks if that's the case. Otherwise, yeah, man, I'm just gonna watch Endgame again. (laughs) I couldn't recommend that more to you as well. Uh, It's been a long one today, but I hope we got it all in definitely check out Game of Thrones. Do not watch episode 3 of season 8 if you have not seen the stuff leading up to it. I was was listening to some people talk at work and I didn't want to even I didn't didn't even want to approach it. They were like you know what? I haven't seen any of it but I'm kind of just going to watch like episode 2 and 3 of season 8. It's like well, why though? Why ruin it for yourself? Why like it's not going to have the same weight without the context, without the build up of the seasons. I mean yeah okay you want to see like a Ice zombies fight a bunch of knights in a castle in the wood. Like, I guess there's something to be enjoyed just for the sheer enjoyment because it's well shot and it's an amazing battle, but depriving yourself of, of the payoff of 60, 70 hours of an amazing television. So, check it out, guys. Check out the episode. Check out Endgame. Ugh. I can't even stress that enough. It is the single most important movie of our time, and there is no more time. Well, okay, that's an exaggeration. There is more time. But I, I really can't stress how how hard it is to get tickets. I'll be candid during part of the recording. I, I opened up an uh, internet browser to just check what it's like. And just to put it in context, there's three theaters near me. Uh, the one... sort of, There aren't three near me. There are three theaters that are accessible. Sort of cascading farness. The first one near me has no available... Seats for any of the showtimes that I picked within the next week, and then they're not listing anything after that. And then the other two, one of them has a notice at the top saying that they're sold out of it on the website, and one of the websites are down. So, I mean, go see it, but hustle, man. You got uh, one of my uh, one of my best friends is getting married in a couple of weeks, and I was talking to him about wanted to see it, and he's like, I've been busy, but you know, I'll go see it in a couple weeks, and I'm like, are you going to fucking last that long? I <laughs> wouldn't last that long, so godspeed to you all, but check it out, stay warm out there, because it's an unseasonably cold April, and uh, save the fucking weather channel, so yeah, maybe check out how warm it is before you leave your house. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure, thank you for listening, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. The single most important movie of our time, Avengers: Endgame, in theaters now. Blah.